Welcome, everybody, back to the Born Again podcast. I got my friend here with me, Caleb McGrew. Uh, he is the host of the Text 10 podcast. He's the founder of Text 10 Ministries. He's a preacher of the gospel. And from what I've heard, he's a good preacher of the gospel. Never heard him myself, but I've been seeing him all over the place. Uh, he's a Bible study teacher. Uh, he's got an absolute passion for doing the work of God. And one thing I've noticed about Brother Caleb, uh, I've only met him one time. It's whenever we were getting our ministerial license. And this man, everybody else was sitting around eating and talking and fellowshipping. And I happened to notice him sitting at a table by himself, reading and studying the Word of God. And that stood out to me because there's not many people in this generation that'll disassociate themselves with the rest of the crowd and and find time to seek after God. And I believe that's what this young man has done. He's obviously made decisions in his life to surrender his life to God and to give God his all. Man, I really appreciate seeing that because that's what the world needs to see. Somebody that's going to not go with the rest of the crowd. Somebody that's not sitting around and gossiping, not sitting around and wasting time, but man, you're diligent. You're putting in time and effort. And I'm just wanted to let you know, brother, it's not going in vain. Amen. Uh, could you tell us about the Text 10 ministry? Yes, Brother Lee, thank you again for having me on the podcast. Again, it's an absolute honor to be a part of the Born Again podcast. And it's kind of, it's amazing how we both started podcasting at the same time and we got our ministering license at the same time. So I've always thought that was very unique. So again, it's an honor to be a part of your podcast and rest assured, rest assured, you will be a part of the Text 10 podcast also. So again, thank you for the introduction. Thank you. It is, I definitely don't deserve that, but I think reason probably why I was studying because I was nervous. <laughs> I was like, Lord, I, I need you. So I, I picked up the Bible, started reading or something. I, I, I remember I was super nervous on the day we got our license, but oh, um, yeah. I digress. I digress from that. Um, just a little bit about Text 10. Um, Text 10 Ministries is a daily devotional platform. Uh, I, it was a platform created to spread the word of God. Uh, it, the motto has always been to strengthen, encourage and build the kingdom of God. Um, it started or it started early in 2014 but I didn't have the text 10 name to it. But really when text 10 began, when I started going by text 10 ministries, it started January the 1st, 2016. And so it has grown from there. Uh, we're in the process of doing a lot of things right now. Um, definitely want to create some more things in the process of writing a book. I keep telling myself what? that. So I'll stay. Yeah. yeah. In the process of writing the book, getting the devotional book together. And exclusively for the Born Again podcast, we're in the process of developing an app. A you text heard it here, app. people. This is exclusive right here. So, yeah, that's what we're in the process of developing an app. So it has grown from just sending out regular text messages 
to using the Remind platform and it's just growing. It has multiplied from there. And now we're making some headway. And in the future, we're believing that Text 10 Ministries will become an app. It's already a podcast. And so I'm just excited where God is going to take Text 10 Ministries, man. Man, that's amazing. And you're already reaching over a thousand people with that, right? Yes, sir. Um, a little over, I want to say it's probably, I haven't looked at the numbers lately, but it's probably at 1,200, over 1,200 that are on subscribed to the remind that's not including, um, uh, social media. I use, um, every daily devotion I put out on social media also. So the, the word is going in, going out, the word is going out. And I believe God is doing the work through the sharing of his word. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, that speaks for itself. I mean, you're not making money doing this. You're doing this because you love God's kingdom. You're doing yeah. this because you were a sinner that God picked up brought back into the fold you're doing yeah. that because you got a passion to see people saved and i yeah and i appreciate that i know god sees it every little work that yeah. you do everything that's done in secret god's going to reward you openly for it so and thank I'll you so much thank you i'll encourage the listeners everything you do in secret god sees it and god's going to reward you openly for it man yes so brother caleb what was your first encounter with God like? If you could go back in time to maybe your first big God moment where you really felt his call, you felt his drawing for your life. Oh, man. Um, definitely can go back a few years. I remember when I was a kid, um, I received the Holy Ghost whenever I was like seven, eight or nine. I can't remember exactly what age. I remember I was young. Then I remember a few years later, I was refilled with the Holy Ghost. But when you say whenever I felt like God, like calling me when it was just an encounter with God. I remember um, at camp um, at Mississippi Youth Camp 2014, I walked in to that camp. I remember uh, as I shared with on my podcast on my the Genesis of Text 10 and kind of like my story. I remember that Sunday before camp saying, man, I'm not going to be changed. So I walked into that week, Monday through Thursday, with the expectation that I'm going to go home the same way. I'm not coming for God. So I didn't expect God to do anything throughout that entire week. Right now, again, I walked in. I walked into that camp bound by sin, dealing with addictions, dealing with anger, dealing with so many things. Um, the list just went on. And when I really felt the encounter with God was that Thursday night, last night, no preaching type of service and something inside of me wanting to raise my, again, I had the mindset that I was not going for God. I played basketball the whole week. So I had the mindset that I was going to do what I enjoy doing, playing sports. But that night, something in me wanted to raise my hands. And I, I did out of my <laughs> just it probably wasn't even my own will. Just it just happened. And I remember tears of just started coming out of my eyes. I'm like, now I don't cry. <laughs> I know at that moment I had the mindset that men don't cry. So yeah. I never cried about stuff unless like you made me really angry. But it was in that moment I cried out. And again, I didn't even receive the Holy Ghost or didn't get refilled with the Holy Ghost that night. But what really made me know that I had been with God, I had an encounter with God was that next day 
all of the anger I was dealing with, all of the temptations I was facing, the suicidal thoughts, all the perversion that was going on in my mind that next morning, I woke up and it was all gone. And I was like, you can't tell me that God ain't real. Like, let me get a little Southern talk. You can't tell me that God ain't real. My God isn't. You can't tell me that I had not been with God in that moment. Like, because you don't do that. Habits broken in one night, chains of sin broken in one night, in one moment with God. That was my big experience. Like, my first, like, big encounter with God where I knew, like, okay, God is God. And he is sovereign. He is all powerful. So to answer your question, that was like my big moment because I was cognitive. I knew like what I was when I was a kid. Yeah, I received the Holy Ghost and I'm very thankful. But when I got older, I was 17 years of, of age, didn't care about God, but God still loved me, still cared for me. So that was like my first big moment, first big encounter with God. You didn't go to church for him. He came there for you. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't. So that was that was a powerful moment because when I didn't want God, God still showed his mercy and his love for me that he was willing to do that. Even when I had a heart set, my heart was set not to go after him. So, man, that that was a night that I'll never forget. That will always be ingrained in my heart. Man, that's just like God to do that. Yeah. You mentioned that you backslid as a young man. How did that happen to you? How did you start to slip away? and find yourself away from God? Well, um, when I was a kid, again, I received the Holy Ghost as a kid. So I knew, like, God was real. Because when you're seven, eight, or nine, like, you can't fake the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You can't fake it. And so when that moment happened with me and I spoke in tongues for the first time, I knew it was real then. And then it was around I was 12 years of age, Um, My parents um, had split up, split up. And then like three years later, the the divorce was final. But in the process of me being a 12 year old, my parents splitting, I had the mindset. There was some things that happened that was like not good. Um, And I kind of blamed myself for my parents splitting up. I felt that I took up on that get up on myself. So there were nights I remember and I these thoughts were coming to my mind. And these were things that I said that if God was real, he wouldn't have allowed this to happen to my family because me and my family went through it. And I was like, my mom has been nothing. Now, if you know, my mother, if any listener out there knows my mother, my mother is faithful beyond like I get my encouragement, my strength from her because she is so faithful in all the things that she do. So my mindset, I was like, God, my mother has been nothing but faithful to you. And for this to happen to my family, there's no way there's a God. Wow. And this is after having the Holy Ghost experience. Like I had just got to a point like, oh, it ain't real. And so I backslid as a teenager. Um, I lived my life from 12 through 17, really not believing in God, really not living for God. And then uh, another moment, um, I was still a teenager, another moment when I backslid again, I had my encounter with God at 17 years of age. But when I got to I got midway through my senior year, I got involved again. I'm fresh starting to live for God. And then I got involved with the wrong people. 
And so by the time I started my freshman year of college, I really did backslide. Like it was bad. And if there are any people that are listening right now that are going to college, you have to be ready. You have to be committed to God because what happened to me, I wasn't committed to God. And when I got to college, I just, my first week of college, I saw so much brother Lee and I, it wasn't even the school year had started. It was just band camp, just band camp. And the stuff I seen, I remember my reaction on like the first couple of days of college. I was like, man, this is college. And I mean, again, wasn't living right. I backslid and it wasn't long. Like, again, my wreck happened in September, September 13, 2015. So I'm 18 years of old, uh, 18 years of age. And so I backslid again, walked far away from God. I mean, wasn't even trying to live from at that point at the time of the wreck. And so those are my moments, like, like my backsliding stories, my two biggest, like, backsliding moments of my life whenever my parents were divorced and then when I was a senior in high school around the second semester I got involved with the wrong people and then college got worse you know so those are like my two biggest backsliding moments as a teenager man if you don't have a prayer life you cannot make it that is true it is very true if you're not praying man you there's just no way to to stick with it. There's no way to keep your head above water when everybody else around you is doing things, you know, are not right. If you're not the one praying, if you're not the one seeking after God, you're going to just go with the flow. And that's kind of, yeah, that's what happened to me. I mean, I knew the difference between right and wrong, but, uh, I still hung out around the wrong situations. And before you knew it, you know, I was the worst one in the crowd. Mm, Cause it started off as innocent. Yeah. Oh, it's just a little, little of this. And then before you know it, that little of that becomes like your habits. If you don't take care of them, it'll become your lifestyle. So I definitely understand that, like going from being all oh, the innocent one in the group to being like the worst one in the group. <laughs> so I, I understand that pattern. Yeah. When temptation arises, all you see at the moment is the pleasure. You know, you just see the gratification the instant satisfaction of what it's going to give you, but you don't see the road that it's going to take you down. Yeah. You mentioned that you had a car wreck. Is that what brought you back to God? Honestly, that's not what brought me back to God. Now it woke me up. (laughs) It got my attention. Um, But really what got me back on track Um, again, freshman year of college, um we're into like um so it's a new year or getting ready to be a new year so we're still in 2015 the wreck happened in september it took me getting rid of the bad people in my life the people that were not helping me grow with god but i'll never forget this moment i remember i was going back to school going back um to the um, college i was attending I'll never forget this moment. I was driving back and I heard God say, now next time I ain't going to save you. Oh man. So again, this is, this is like a little time. Like if the wreck happened in September, this happened like a few months down the road. Cause I was still like, after the wreck, I was kind of like afraid to drive for a little bit. And I remember hearing God say to me, 
all right, next time, I ain't going to save you. And it was just as clear as day when I heard that. And I was like, oh, man, I better get right. I better get serious. And so I eventually that kind of like started the process of me like, okay, Caleb, you got to start eliminating the bad people. Start kind of like eliminating the things in your life that is wrong. But um, what really got me back right with God was January 1st, 2016. As I mentioned earlier about Text 10 Ministries, that was the day I made a commitment to never stop sending out daily devotionals. I had started sending out devotionals daily um, in 2014, Um, probably like August 2014. I remember starting my senior year. I started sending out daily devotionals then and then got involved with the wrong people. I started slacking off. It started turning into maybe four days a week. Then it was two days a week. And then it became like non-existent. But January 1st, 2016, I started the year off and I said, I'll never stop sending out devotionals ever again. And that that did it like starting that that moment when God spoke to me and starting back sending out daily devotions, because then I started seeking his face. I started praying for devotion. I started reading. I started studying his word and learning to become a student of the word. And so I built my relationship of sending out devotionals to other people. But that's how I built my relationship with him. Because I was like seeking him in his words, seeking, trying to study and learn things about God. And then eventually sending out devotionals, I began to get a burden for college students who went through the same thing or who were going through the same thing as me. There's an interesting stat that says like it's it's bad all around, negative stats all around. But I think it's like 80 percent of Christians before they go to college are no longer Christians. Wow. And I began, and there's some more stats. There's some more stats. I can't remember off the top of my head, but when I started getting the burden or started looking at my college friends and my classmates, how some started off living for God and we've had conversations about God, but I watched had watched as we all kind of like walked away And then when I started coming back to God, God opened my eyes to see like college is literally pulling people who have a good relationship with God away. And so fast forward, I started campus ministry after that. Like I I will never forget. It was January 17th, 2017. That was the first Bible study on campus. And that like changes. So I did our daily devotionals for a year and that brought like major influence on campus. And then that like following year, I started campus ministry and that's really like what brought me back to God. And I kind of, I, I always say teaching Bible studies and reaching the campus. That's how I found my calling in God. So that that's how I kind of sum up my way of getting back to God and finding my calling in God. It sounds like, uh, commitment and responsibility, you know, the being dedicated to sending out those devotionals, that was something that grounded you. That's something that yeah. kept you. So, you know, if there's anybody out there that you don't know how to keep living for God, when everybody else seems to be going away, find something to get committed to. Yeah. Uh, find something to get responsible for. 
Talk yeah. to your pastor. Ask him what you can do to serve your church, what you can do to serve your community, uh, because there's yeah. a place for everybody in the body of Christ. And if you're not doing anything, you're going to get idle hands. You're going to start backsliding. You're going to stop praying. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Like you do have to do something like we can't have the mindset that, oh, there's nothing for me to do. Trust me, God has placed desires and certain gifts, uh, talents, and abilities in your life that you may not even use for the kingdom yet, but you can. Yeah. And once you start doing it, you everybody has that knack or something that they can do that nobody else can do like them. And that's what makes them thrive in whatever that they're doing. There are a lot of gifted and talented people in this world, and they use their talents and gifts for big companies. So there's a talent and a gift that you have inside of you that you can use for the kingdom and you can impact you can impact the the sky's the limit of how many people you can impact in the kingdom of God. So just a little encouragement. If you don't know exactly what to do, there's something inside of you and pray and ask God to lead you in that direction on what's something that you like to do that you can do to help benefit the church, help benefit the kingdom of God. There's a calling out there for you if you don't know what it is. And there's a plan that God wants to use you in. So always be encouraged about that. So brother Caleb, uh, what advice do you have for somebody that's found themselves growing further away from God? Somebody that's given up on their convictions and they've ran from their purpose. What advice do you have? Well, um, that's, that's a big question. One thing that I've learned in my moment of backsliding, not saying growing further away from God is a good thing, but if you can realize, okay, I'm falling away from God. I'm, and that's how backsliding is. It's just sliding back. We, we don't backfall. We backslide It's a gradual slide in the way. You don't even realize and it. you don't until it's like, you really you really realize, okay, I've messed up. But just some encouragement if someone may be dealing with that, dealing with constant backsliding or never just can get committed, maybe we look at a relationship with God wrong. Your relationship with God should not be built on the responsibilities that you do for the kingdom of God. Your relationship with God should be built on exactly what it is a relationship with God, Absolutely. you communing, talking with God and God is talking to you. You get, you learn more about him in his word. You study him. And as he revealed things in you, you say, God, I want to be closer to you. If you find yourself growing a further away from God, I want to encourage you that God is waiting for you with open arms as the prodigal son's father was, he was waiting for them with open arms and he's waiting on you to come back. He's waiting on you. And if you drop your convictions, if you let go of the things that really, because convictions keep you close with God. Convictions are something that God will place on your life. And it's for, and it's something that you, it may not be convictions for everybody, but it's something that God sincerely wants you to just take up on and it keeps you close with them. You have to learn to embrace your convictions, not think of convictions as punishment. So, cause that's how you create that intimacy with God. 
sometimes intimacy, that's something we don't hear about a lot. But I tell you, Brother Hagen, it's the intimacy of God in my life, what keeps me grounded, what keeps me focused on him, what keeps me from backsliding and keeps me from walking away. Because the Bible talks about in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And when I walk into his presence, when I'm praying and I'm thanking him, I get into his presence with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. I begin to build that relationship with my heavenly father. He is an everlasting father and he wants that relationship. There are so many young people. I won't even say young people. There are so many people that do not have fathers in their lives. And if they do have fathers, some people have broken homes. So not a lot of people really just understands what the role of a father it is in their life or the role a father is supposed to play in their life or they have just kind of like mixed views. Well, we got to get back to that mindset or that um, just the idea that God is the everlasting father and he wants a relationship with you. And it's not based on your prestige. It's not based on your gifts and your talents. It's based on because he died for you. He wants you to commune with him. He wants you to be in heaven. So if you walked away, God is still waiting for you. It doesn't matter how far you may be in sin or how deep you may be in sin. God is still waiting on you. And if you left your convictions, God still wants you. He wants you to pick up those convictions because those convictions keep you close to him. But remember this. It's the intimacy of God that you want. It's the intimacy, the closeness is that he's closer. He's a father. Whenever you're troubled, he can wrap his arms around you. Whenever you need him the most, he's the one that is there. And the times that you're hurting, he's the one that comforts your heart. And the times that you're down in sin, he's the one that says, come here, my son. Come here, my daughter. Those, those may be words that you never heard in your life that your father may have never said, but your heavenly father wants that. And that's that intimacy. That's that deep desire and relationship that God wants with you. So if you walked away, God is still waiting on you. I wouldn't wait too long because we're living in troubled times. Yeah. I wouldn't wait too long. If you drop your convictions, pick them back up. We got to come to a place. God is waiting for you at the altar of repentance. That's why it's called an altar where things change. He's waiting on you at an altar and he's he's wait, he's waiting to pour out his mercy. But we have to have open arms. We have to surrender to receive that. So hopefully I know that was a long answer, but that has helped me. In my times of falling away, maybe dropping convictions, backsliding, it's the communion, it's the relationship, it's the intimacy that God wants with me that has always brought me back. Now, I don't have all the answers, but that is what has helped me and what brings me back to God. God always loves me. God always cares for me. No matter how far I go away, God still wants me. Man, that's so, a beautiful word. Yeah. Isaiah 53 mm -hmm. and 6 says, all of us. Somebody say all of us, <laughs> all of us <laughs> like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one of us to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Every single one of us has backslid every single one of us, just like a sheep. We've all gone astray. But Luke chapter 15 talks about Jesus tells a parable. He says, this man had 99 sheep and he lost one. He dropped everything he was doing. 
to go look for that one. Yeah. And when he found it, he picked it up and he put it on his shoulders and he carried it back, put it back with the rest. And he called everybody he knew, said, come on, let's rejoice because I had one lost sheep and now he's back in the fold. Man, thank God that whenever we fall away, his mercy endures forever. Yeah. When we turn our backs on him, his love keeps calling for us. Mm-hmm. His love keeps reaching for us, no matter how far we walk away. Man, that's amazing. That is beautiful. That's a great story. Bro, I'm thankful for everything you've done. I'm thankful that uh, you're so dedicated to the kingdom of God. And I really appreciate you coming on and being a guest on the Born Again podcast today. Uh, Man, thank you. It's an honor. Yes, sir. If you had one thing, maybe just one sentence that you'd tell the world, what would it be? God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. We're living. I believe God is allowing this world to get where it is because eventually like the world is going to realize okay we're at a point right now that nothing is helping and there's going to be some crazy christians that are in this end time that is going to stand up and say that jesus is the answer for every heartbreak god is the one that mends the broken heart for every disease god is able to heal the sick For every person who is seeking help in this world, God is the helper. He's the comforter. He is the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Jesus is the answer. If I had one word for the world, it is Jesus. So that's what I have. That's why I want to leave with us today for whoever's listening, because I know this podcast goes way beyond our reach and it's reaching people all over the world. Right now, we have so many other options to turn to when we need help. But there is coming a day soon. You're not going to have any other options. You're going to have to rely on God. I want to rely on him when I have other options. I want to serve him when there's an opportunity for me to walk away. I want to still continue to serve him. I don't want to have to wait until everything is horrible and you know the world's falling apart before I say I need to come to God. It's time to come to God now and serve him with all you have, because I'm telling you, it's the best life that you can live. Brother Caleb, would you pray over this audience right now? Yes, I would. Thank you. Um, Jesus, we thank you, Lord, right now. God, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity just to share the power of you, just to share the power, Lord, of your might that is in your hands, God. You're all powerful. You're all knowing. You're omnipresent. You're everywhere at once. So, Lord, I believe, Lord, that through this podcast, wherever it reached, God, Lord, we're believing, Lord, that your spirit would be there, God. I pray for every listener, God. I pray that their ears would be open, God, to hear what you have, God. I pray, Lord, that we have said something today that would touch our hearts. And, Lord, and Lord, it will bring us, Lord, to a closer relationship with you, God, that we will not stay stagnant, but, God, we will come closer to you, God. I pray for everyone, God, who may be backslidden, who may have walked away, God, who may have dropped their conviction somewhere. God, I pray, Lord, that something was said today, Lord, that their hearts would be, Lord, put on fire, God, to live back for you, Lord, to surrender their lives back to you, God. I pray for those who may not know the beauty of the gospel the death, burial, and resurrection, God, that we must also follow that plan also. We must die to our sins in repentance, 
God, we must be buried, God, in Jesus' name, in baptism, and we must receive your spirit, which is by the evidence of speaking in tongues. God, it's the beauty of the gospel, God, that you want to you, you move in us, you want to use us, and you want to fill us with your spirit, God. You desire for us to be saved. You desire, to, you desire for us to walk in, by your word and not trust in our own will and our own flesh, God. So, Lord, I pray for every listener, God. I pray for every ear, God. Lord, that we will be convicted, we'll be encouraged, we'll be strengthened, God. God. And Lord, we pray, God, that someone, Lord, will receive the word today. God, that someone will make up their mind to be born again. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you again, Brother Caleb, for being on the Born Again podcast. Thank you all for listening. I hope you'll go over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, share this episode on Facebook, share it to your Instagram story, send a letter to your neighbor, whatever you got to do. Get the word out that God still receives the backslider and that you can be born again. God bless you in Jesus' name.